like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome to another episode of the Colby Rebel Show. Tonight is a very, very special, special night. We have a phenomenal guest all the way from the other side of the world with us here tonight. And I just love, love, love this man. He is so unbelievable. And not just, not just as a teacher, because, you know, I think he teaches through life. You know, we all know him as an acclaimed medium with a lot of status in what he does because of his experience, but he is so compassionate and empathetic. He's a fantastic father who loves his kids. He takes time out to help as many people as he can on his journey. And these little gems of wisdom that he gives, um, I'm, I'm sure he would dismiss that because he's so modest, but I just love him. And I appreciate that he is here with us tonight and we really are in for a treat. So I'm going to ask him a million gazillion questions on your behalf (laughs) and we will welcome him warmly. So I want to wish hello. Hello, Tony Stockwell. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I am so excited to have you here. So um, we had a little bit of a technical glitch, so we started a little later. So I was getting, I saw all these messages on Facebook. Where are you? What's going on? (laughs) But we are here. Well, you know, a lot of it is with energy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Divine timing. Divine timing. So you have been so incredibly busy uh, with your work and teaching and your center. Uh, when are you able to have some downtime? Well, it's, it, you know, uh, this year I made a decision to have more time at home uh, as my children are getting a little older in as much they're, they're not babies anymore. And they recognize that I'm not there. So um, uh, I've not been away, I don't think, for maybe maybe two months. Oh, wow. And, so, um, I, and I don't go away again until um, March time where I go back to Melbourne, Australia. Oh, great. Uh, but of course, I'm working. I'm plenty. I'm, I'm busy, busy here, but uh, not, not so much abroad. Oh, okay. You know, I'll be in Melbourne next weekend. <laughs> or next like the seventh yeah, yeah we're just Stay passing yeah. i will i will so with the mediumship if you don't mind us kind of chatting about it a little bit uh i'm just curious do you ever find a need to kind of step away from mediumship to take a full break from it or is it always within your uh awareness yeah it is always in my awareness and uh I think there's so much of my day that I'm considering something, um, wondering about something, not necessarily in communication or anything like that, but wondering really about how it works, what the other people in the other world really want from us, um, what's the bigger picture, because I'm quite convinced in 
mediumship as we know it we're scratching the surface of these of, of, it, of the bigger picture constantly so um and i'm also trying to work out how we can live more i don't necessarily want to say spiritually because we all that but just to live more kindly of you know to ourselves and, and to others and still walk this path of being a medium or a psychic or a seer do you feel like there's a certain way that mediumship needs to be done or do you feel that there's more flexibility in it than than maybe how some people are, are teaching it or maybe some theories are approaching it yeah i think flexibility all the way i mean i'm a i'm, I'm saying to every group that i take which is you know, a lot of groups and uh, they'll ask me, should I do it this way or that way? And you know, I'm a great fan of when I say, do what you like, you know, <laughs> as long as it as long as it works. You know, I think, you know, I, I keep saying we are we are all the real X Men, and so the way I do it should be different from the way you do it, and the way you do it should be different from everybody else. So the idea is that we still try to blend with the other world. And not just to describe who's here, but why they have come. What do they want to say? How does that enrich our lives by hearing that? And how satisfied our spirit from you know offering that to us? So, yeah, certainly um, I think we have an issue at the moment where we have um, teaching mediums, and I'm sure it's both sides of the pond, that try to... Um, almost replicate their own work in in their students and create clones of themselves. And I don't want to say that in a miserable way, because I can obviously see the appeal, you know, of creating something quite marvellous in your own likeness, but it's not the way it should be. Yeah, and and definitely, I know, I personally feel that Spirit wants us to use our personality. I mean, why else would they have us connecting and communicating if our personality isn't part of that connection. How do you th think of that? Well, absolutely. And I also, this is the other thing I've, I, I feel I talk about a lot, that uh, at the moment, the way that we work and what we do, it attracts a certain demographic. But um, you rarely see um, other... Faiths is the wrong word entirely, but, you know, people that were once Jewish or people that were once, you know, strict, strict Muslim, uh, um, people that are black, people that are Chinese. We, we don't, we don't, we're not really represented with the full gamut of community, you know, the, the, the representing the world. We seem to be of a type, you know. So I used to say fair, fat and 40, but I'd have to now be fair, fat and 50, uh, um, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, what, what can we do? But, um, yeah, I, th I think, you know, we have to be ourselves and with strong accents and big personalities and with different shades of, you know, of, of humanity. We need to be there. But the reason is because there are people in certain communities that may not come to see me because there'd be a judgment that I've got nothing to do with their world and their experience. So if we have another and another that people could look at us all as a collective and think, wow, everybody's doing this thing, you know, regardless of age and, and wealth or poverty, you know, somebody's Hispanic. So we need to be fully represented by the Earth's community.
And and in that, there needs to be much more flexibility. And I think potentially a far more of a shamanistic view of mediumship. So we start to work in the power of mediumship. And this is something that... Um, that's what going off on a tangent. I, I did a demonstration a few weeks ago, and I think I'm still scarred by it. I do. Um, the 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 group was were harsh. You know, these it felt like a room full of muggles screaming <laughs> in their minds. Psychic, go on, prove it, prove it. And it was hard, you know. And the the weirdest thing is, the very next night I had a demonstration, and it was just. You know, I say brilliant, you know, it sounds egotistical, but it went from really hard to like a party. Yeah. Just in a night. And and I and I'm I'm constantly surprised by how we as mediums are so affected by the energy of the collective there. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I'm sure Colby you you'll agree that sometimes it's just some working with some audiences, some people, not individuals, but the collective can be really quite disparaging, really quite <laughs> difficult, and then flipped on its head, and you feel that you're a miracle worker all over <laughs> again. Yeah, there are some that are, yeah, you'll finish, and it, you'll almost feel a little drained from it. You know, like, ooh, that was that was tough, pulling teeth, as we say. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, um, it's, it's true. But it's do true. you feel that, do you feel that spirit that spirit pushing us, or do you think it's coincidence, or do you feel like it's our own stuff kind of maybe purging to kind of get to a new level? What what are your thoughts on it other than oof? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's all of the above. Now, truly, if you know any of the people listening, of course, they are trying to work with mediumship, our mediums, our teachers, whatever it might be, or just people that you know, enjoy the work recognizes an energetic exchange yeah. so um you know for course if you have somebody that comes to see you for a private reading they're bright and they're breezy they're still very honest with you but they're encouraging and they're warm and they're excited so you can transcend personally any issue you might have had that morning or a little ache and a little pain and suddenly you, you feel carried away by their vibrancy but again, when you have other people, I had a guy some months ago, he came to see me for a one-to-one. I thought he, he wanted to assault me. He was that aggressive <laughs> when he came in. And he was angry, angry, angry at me. And I said, oh, look, just calm. You know, let me see if I can help you. And this is the thing that I'd said. Um, I can't prove anything to you. All I can do is share with you what, what what I feel. So just relax and see. It ended up being one of the better readings I think I had done for a long time. But I had, he, he demanded of me strong evidence. And I think, I, I simply said, and who is Mark? Or I have Mark. And that was his brother who had just died, I think about a month before. And from that moment, everything changed in this guy. And I think that's okay because when people come to see us they don't know really how this works if they're normal people and i think sometimes they'll come thinking it's all smoke screens and mirrors you know this kind of thing and so they they need for us to not only be accurate and honest and truthful and real with them but i think everything we do 
as as ambassadors for the spirit world, you know, to represent them, should be done in a loving uh, way, and to recognise that our words are healing, and so we are all ultimately healers. And when we step back and take our own uh, vulnerability, I suppose, as as workers out of it and a bigger person, um, we recognise we're simply there to share all information and inspiration that flows through us, hoping that it makes a difference. Do you think, so when a client wants something specific, specific evidence, how do you deal with the pressure of it? Because you may not be able to guarantee that you're going to get the name. So how do you, how do you handle something like that? Yeah. Well, interestingly, if it's a name, I always, I made a, a, like a decoration or, or rather more a commitment to myself that I'll always try to get the name. Not in a demonstration, it's weird. Not in a gallery style, you know, demonstration. I think there's so much going on in the room. We're bamboozled with detail uh, at times. But in a one-to-one, I'll always endeavour to get the, the name. So what I've, t- I've tended to do now is have a notepad and pen and I write down this just sounds ridiculous after all these years, but I write down what I'm not confident enough sometimes to say. So um, uh, I'll, I'll put an R on a piece of paper and sometimes I'll go through the alphabet in my mind, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And this is what I've noticed with names. There was a man who came to see me a few weeks ago and his mother came through and his father and his dad's name was John. So that was easy. Lovely. So I say, John. And he goes, that's my dad's name. I thought, oh, God, that's good. Well done, me. Uh, and then all I know is his mother's name <laughs> begins with an A. And this is why I find interesting. My mind screams Anne. So I say, Anne. And he says, no. And I think, oh, I thought that was going to be Anne. So I said, it's definitely an A. A, so he now he's <laughs> wanting this specific detail, isn't it? So this, I then I have to say, look, I, let me leave it. Let me continue to talk about maybe the parents love boring dancing or something. And then all of a sudden, I found myself writing down, sort of like automatic writing, sort of as inspired writing. I write the name Audrey down without really thinking. It's quite a way later in the reading. And then I guess at the end, I forgot to say the name. How weird is that? So he said, oh, you never got my mum's name. And I said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry. I forgot. I read. And then he goes, I said, what was your mother's name? And he said, Audrey. <laughs> then I remembered. And I literally just picked up my little pad and I showed him Audrey on the, honestly, it was like a TV show. That's like, like a mic, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was one of those moments. So this is the thing we I think we all recognise as workers. The amount of times we'll say, I got that, but I never said that. So I would recommend to anyone that is a, you know that is a reader, write down the things that you didn't want to say or weren't sure of. I want to spoil a good reading by throwing something at your recipient that's not you know uh, easily received because people think especially with names that we're like a human telephone but mediumship comes from inspiration thoughts and feelings yeah. imagery in the mind it all has to be interpreted yes um so you know how do i deal with people that want specific details i give it a really good go and if yeah. i don't get it 
it's never spirit's fault. I always say, don't blame blame them, but blame me. Yeah, that's a that's really great advice. I I also had this um, maybe aha moment with spirit again. I you know talking to them, I just chat with them all day long. You know, just say, what would you like about this, or you know. Uh, I find that they really like their personality to come through or things that they enjoy doing with their loved ones, right? But don't you think like it's it's creativity. So the inspiration really comes from making sure that our creative mind is as open as possible. Do you, what do you think of that? Well, absolutely. I think that the spirit world wants us to have fun with the information. Yeah. <laughs> but the more, it, it wasn't me that so said this. Was, I'm sure it was Gordon Higginson, the late Gordon Higginson, a British medium here, who said that um, mediumship is the mirror of the mind. Yeah. So it's impossible to say what you don't have a reference for. Right. So if you have a, a very creative mind, it's got to be so much easier yeah. for the spirit world to be able to access that creativity and offer, you know, all sorts of other wonderful nuances in the reading and to represent their information. But this again, this is this is important that I think as mediums we overdo at times. Um who somebody was so you know you or i could say i have a man here and he had black boots and black trousers or pants you'd say and a black coat and dark hair and dark uh, and he liked you know <laughs> snooker and he, he liked hamburg and you know and so the recipient knew very well who he was 15 minutes beforehand, you right. say. But we go on and we go on. It becomes yeah. quite laborious. You know, did he have, you know, a big duvet on his bed? Did he, <laughs> did he have some problem with his ear? And so what we have to recognize in mediumship, it needs to be um, better proportioned with regards to good information that secures an understanding that I have this man. Do you understand? And for the moment, yes, I understand completely. Mm -hmm who this is then we have to move on to what does he do in the other world which then really stimulates the creative mind because do we have the capacity to imagine what he is about in our father's kingdom uh, what does he see of our world and who has he met in the other world and what these these three elements bring to the mind of the medium is not only are we able to describe who has once walked amongst us but who continues to walk amongst us and who is able still to walk in the other world and then relay back through inspiration to the mind of the medium truths and insights that are invaluable in mediumship and i think you know i'm happy to say that i think most mediumship uh, lacks uh, a strong and um committed uh and uh, um oh my word uh, um attempt that's the word i think uh, attempt to channel or to uh, receive living information i.e what do they do in their world and why are they wanting to come through and what is it they want to say yeah like what is their day like right what is it what is their day what like their now day like? are they an early riser still are they <laughs> 
they stay up late. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah you, you're, you're fine. when your mind becomes attuned to this, I just, you know, all the readings we always do. But I'm, a number of years ago, I described a lady and I kept going on about she's climbing a tree <laughs> and uh, she, she's jogging and she's running through the park. And it went on for a long time, you know, all this very active and you know you're already a step ahead the lady had real physical disability in life so she was saying to her family you know and i wasn't quite you know aware of the the importance of this to begin with i'm liberated you know no longer does my body hold me back i am Mm -hmm. now free like a bird set free from a cage look at me now i can jog you know it was kind of beautiful yeah. The spirit want to tell us what they what they've overcome as well. You know, anybody that's passed with a degree of addiction or or, right. d- or self doubt or self loathing may come through and say, "But look at me now. This is yeah. who I was. But look at who I am." So there is uh, a, a huge education for the living uh, and uh, an understanding their loved ones are now safe. Yeah, and I think we take that for granted often. We don't. We don't always remember to say your mother's now out of pain. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, your parents are together. Yeah, you know, people go, oh, it's like a revelation, but we we assume they they're going to grasp that. So yeah, I think greater attempts really to represent who spirits are now. What is their life like in the other world, along with good substantial survival evidence? Of course, yeah. that's key. Yeah, because that opens the door in the mind of the recipient but it's just when it becomes laborious you know I, i'm sure in the in yeah. years past i've done a whole hour on someone's dad <laughs> and never dreamed of you know anything after death it was all prior to earth like all right. earth life information yes yes and i i do um do you feel in any way that you ever had an experience where you did disappoint spirit but maybe they taught you from it or or do you think oh, that they're so I forgiving <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think they've been exasperated by for years and for years. i mean how the heck they still work with me i really don't know i mean that there, there has been yeah you know, i'm on so many occasions where you know i've come away from a demonstration think i could have represented them better yeah. that time around but this is that horribly egotistical of course but that's <laughs> that's been you know um, dovetailed or measured out by the the nights that i've come away from a demonstration or a one-to-one thinking that was absolutely sublime that was just so accurate yeah I, how can i be that amazing so <laughs> that's you know people, t- people are turning off but yeah. you know with, yeah. with 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 a rough comes the smooth, you yeah. know. With the moments, so I think God, they want to kill me. That was a really hard dem. There is this other space where really, you know, where it's a good night, really well received. Yes, and you know, a quite recent out of standing ovation for a demonstration too. Wow, wow, that doesn't often <laughs> happen. Does it? A standing ovation. Were you thinking about retiring at that very moment, though? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Okay. Stop Done. Now. My old, 
<laughs> my old tutor Joan, she would always say, as a medium, we're only ever as good as our last demonstration. Yeah. So I could have retired then and been brilliant. <laughs> That's always. it. One, one for the books. But I also, yeah, one of the things I love about you, Tony, is, you know, you've been doing this for many years and have so many accolades doing it. Really, Spirit has truly, truly rewarded you for your service to them. But yet, you still continue to strive to push the envelope, to learn more, to understand deeper. It's like you're not complacent at all within your work. And so do you think that's your curiosity? Do you, what do you feel drives you to say, I want more, I want to learn more about the spirit world? Oh, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm fascinated by that other world. Yeah. And, um, you know, as, as you know, I get older, you know, I, I said <laughs> the other day, uh, most of my friends are dead. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know so many people that have gone over. It's ridiculous. And this, I think the last two weeks, three more of them have gone from my groups, you know, here in the UK, etc. So that always fascinates me. Wow. What have they encountered? What do they want to come back and say? You know, because these, a lot of people I know that have passed over were also spiritual people on the same kind of journey. So I find that really enthralling that when they get there, they're going to have to want to say something. How sensitive can we be to pick up on that flow of consciousness? Right. And I think... insight and understanding when we're we've worked enough on our ego enough on our limitations with regards to that's what i've got that's what i'll give you so the thing that i can't bear to hear in in us in our clan us lot in mediumship is when people literally say you know well that's what spirit are saying so if you don't <laughs> understand it that's just tough yeah, <laughs> and I just want to scream because you know it's not just what spirit wanted to say in that time. They want, they must want to say so much more. Yeah, and I think also, you know, in med, I do you know I try to meditate and even open-eyed walk-in meditation. You know, I I try to be still where I'm able, and in that stillness, I'm aware of the urge the spirit have to want to come manifest and connect with us um, far more readily, far more openly, far more powerfully. Yeah. And this is why, I, you know, I'm drawn very much to trance, you know, as you, you know, yes. I, I sit for trance regularly and I sit more increasingly for transfiguration because I think if people can have a very positive experience where I sit, you know, invariably in a, in a room filled with purple light these days and they see a representation of their mother, father, brother, oh. sister, you know, over the face of the medium. Yeah. It's palpable, isn't it? It's yeah. real. We, we can, you know, measure that almost, take photographs of that at times. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm constantly looking at how spirit can represent themselves better. And that sometimes is through the, the, the understanding that, that is, is given to the medium and they can interpret that into language. 
or at times we can get out of the way completely and we can allow spirit to come manifest through us through their words or at times to show uh, themselves over the, um, um, the the features of the medium. And so when I work in these worlds, I think it becomes very real spirit. And, you know, the amount of times I've, I've maybe worked in trance and um, spirit have come through and the recipients held me as a sort of yeah. uh, as the last representation of their loved one yeah. and so i've ruined so many good shirts where i've, where I've come back from a trance with mascara on a shoulder or <laughs> um you know, <laughs> i'd have to buy some cheap shirts and demonstrate it but um but that's such a testament of, of yeah. how it must have felt very real to yeah. somebody yeah. Um, but this, all this is available to all of us. Yeah. It's not just for the odd. It's just to sit for it. It's it's really interesting. And then with with the mediumship, um, I find, again, so we talk about people that are demonstrating and stuff. And a lot of times they do. They kind of want to rattle off facts, right? They make, they make spirit facts rather than people and a conversation. And... One of the things I, I ask my students to do, so I'm going to ask you to do, what, if you had to say, what do you want to be known for? Like, you know, at some point, we're going we're gonna to leave this physical world, right? And people may think of things of what they would say about you. But from your soul, Tony, what, would, what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want your legacy to be? Oh wow! <laughs> oh, um, I I think well, I'd I'd like people to really remember me as being honest, yeah, and 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 truthful with them. You know, I, I've never tried willing to pull the wall over anybody's eyes. You know, so clients that might come see me, I'll say, "Oh, I've read for you before." And do you have a mother in the spirit? So I'm always declaring what I think's in my mind and this kind of thing honest and i suppose when i look back on my work although i've possibly demonstrated more than most because i've literally been demonstrating for, for coming up 32 years of demonstrating um and so how many thousands of dems i'm not sure and i love trance work and you know i i've i've worked extensively with psychic detection over the years but i i think ultimately i'm a healer if nothing else so I think I'd like to be uh, remembered, I suppose, of the, the wonderful opportunities the Spirit gave that I was able to be placed in a position where um, they were able to come through and really bless someone's life, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and make that energetic connection. Because I think, I think we are healers foremost, whether we heal with actions or words or or feelings or um, something more visual or something more palpable. We, we heal because yeah. we, edu we educate people to recognize that we are more than this mortal body. We are soul beings incarnate having a physical experience at this time. So we're, we're there's so much to say, isn't there? But we're, we're, I guess, in anything, we're reminding people, asking people to remember that they're actually blissful enlightened soul beings getting through a physical life <laughs> trying to learn something from it so 
I'd like to be remembered for all of that. <laughs> and if, if nothing else, you know, somebody that was honest, I think that would. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and with this, what about your kids, right? So you said they're getting older and you're spending more time with them. Are you enjoying that experience? Like, is it, you know, because I, you know, ki- talk about two different worlds. <laughs> Taking a kid to yeah, a play date. <laughs> yeah. um, how are you enjoying that? How are you enjoying fatherhood? Yeah, thank you. That's a lovely question. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was always our dream um, um, to have children. You know, obviously, my partner and I, Stuart, we've been together for 28 years. Wow. So we've been together for a long time, and we never thought we'd have children, not in a million years, but... You know, we we looked around. We just got married. Um, I think we were thirty seven when we got married, and I was in Hawaii. Uh, we were all together as a few little group of us, and I was on that on a balcony in um, Honolulu, and um, I walked from the balcony back into the apartment, and I just had this absolute overwhelming knowingness that we were going to have a child, and. Um, it was like the weirdest thing. It was it was a bittersweet feeling because it felt also impossible to have one. And then we started to look and we recognised that, you know, things had moved on and there wasn't so much judgment about same-sex couples having um, children, etc. So we went on a big path of, and it took, you know, some years for us to uh, finally have our daughter and then have our son thereafter. And they're such blessings. So my daughter's been on a play date today and it was so lovely because, you know, her friend's mother said she has impeccable manners. And I think, oh, thank Aww. God. So she must be on a play date. But, must... um, but they're very different children. Did so. she learn the manners from you or your partner? I think both. Okay. Think, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we common decency, please and thank yous. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's ingrained, isn't it? You want your kids to be rep- good representatives of their parents. And so they've got good manners, certainly they have. But they're also great, great kids. They're very kind. And we've not so long, last year we moved out to the to the countryside a little more. And so uh, that was a, a, you know, a decision we've made for the children. Um, so we now live with fields everywhere and horse farms everywhere around here. But we're also only maybe an hour and 20 from central London. So we, we, we didn't have to go far. Um, so we've got chickens and we've got rabbits <laughs> and we've got a pony oh. and we've got a new puppy called Mouse. Oh. So And we've got the kids. So we all sort of jog along, you know, with the animals and the fields and, you know, running around in Wellington boots or I think you don't call them Wellington boots, you call them something else. Um, and uh, we're having a great time, but it, it, it feels far more, oh, I don't say 1950s, but maybe 1980s. <laughs> It's, it's a simpler life out here um, for the kids. So we're really enjoying showing the kids, you know, birds in flight, you know, yeah. geese in migration, you know, bumblebees and bats not far from here as well, and how to muck out a pony. And it's all sort of yada, yada, yada. But uh, I think, you know, asking the question, how do I enjoy and fatherhood? I am. I am mean, much of it, I think I'm rediscovering my own child because I think I'm possibly more stupid than the kids, you know, in as much as I want to play. We've been playing hide-and-seek today. And all of these simple things are family things, but they're a, a great leveller. 
and uh, there's a balance in that. So when I do then travel, you know, because I still do lots of you know demonstrations, um, I, I I I almost stand upon that stage, feeling that I've got the balance right now for the first time in a long time, and having a family as such as uh, as you know offered me that, so it's been such a blessing. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful, huh? Do you feel that any of your kids are are gifted? I mean, we're all gifted. We all are. Do you feel that any of them might pursue the same path as you did? Or do you think you're going to have an accountant? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, at the moment, my daughter wants to be a vet and my son wants to be an astronaut. So it's all to play for. Uh, They were telling me that today. Um, my daughter says a few insightful things. You know, it's sort of more weird that she should say that where we just had a conversation and she didn't know that kind of thing. But my little boy, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's different. And as my said to me just the other day, um, Papa, you know, what happens when we die? And I said, well, you know, I, I Papa believes that, you know, we go somewhere else, leave that too. And what happens? there and i try to explain mm, i think that's right and it's just the things that he he, he should he, he asks and and talks about I had an occasion about maybe two years ago so he was very small and uh i'd said to him something about um my grandmother and he said her name but it wasn't a name he knew he said betty and that was her name so i thought maybe he's heard that but i was with a good friend of mine and he said oh, let me try he said finn what's my mum's name and finn thought about it and he said i don't know Anne." <laughs> he said yes it is and he said what's my dad's name and he thought about it i don't know bill and it was. And we started thinking, what, what? And then I said, asking something else. And so he says, what's my sister's name? And it's, I don't know, Emma. And it just was weird. And it was maybe for like 20 minutes. I'm, I'm not one to go with the kids or make them perform. I'm really am not. Yeah. But he was enjoying it as well, you see. And then it kind of fizzled away. So I think he's got something, yeah. definitely. And certainly better than names than his papa. But um, <laughs> uh, he's got something, yeah. Oh, that's going to be great to kind of watch them both evolve, you know, and seeing them now, you know, you're getting to know their personalities and uh, I love animals. So I love that your daughter wants to be a vet. That's just, that's pretty incredible. And she rides beautifully. She loves horses. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, I think with all kids, you know, Colby, I think the most important thing is is to, um, um, you really sort of, ensure they're kind yeah that's that's the most important thing is kindness no matter yeah. what you could you we could be pretty not so pretty we were tall not so tall rich not so rich but if we're just kind yeah that's all you ever need to be and, yeah. and i think you know that's what i keep saying to them. it doesn't matter about anything else other than you being kind yeah. I was um, watching um, uh, YouTube this evening, and there's oh, it was heart wrenching. There's a little thing, a little boy, Australian boy, and he's obviously got some physical differences, and um, he's distraught because he's being bullied. Of oh. course, so I've been crying tonight. You know, talking to this little boy, he's only nine, and uh, and he just can't work out why people are so unkind. Yeah. Is they? Yeah, and um, so this this is it. 
done there. So it's kindness all the way, softness, gentleness, and giving people a break, you know. And also learning to be kind to ourselves. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we're we're mean to ourselves. (laughs) The way we talk to ourselves, right? So, um, now you've, one thing that I know one of the students wanted to ask, how, how do they work through fear? (laughs) What is the magic wisdom insight on, on working through fear? Maybe fear of getting it right or fear of getting it wrong, fear of not being good enough, fear that you're making it all up. How do you... How do you advise someone who is is stuck in fear? Well, well, I think don't panic about the fear because the fear can be a friend. The fear can really give you insight and, and adrenaline and um, a kickstart in many ways. But the fear should fade very quickly after we get into the power. So there's something about spirit work in which modality we're working in that after a moment or so, a minute or two, if we've surrendered to whatever is the power that runs through us, and that comes because there's a quickening in everything and our own soul's being takes precedence over the human, or precedent rather, over the human condition of the earth brain. So once we start to work, just allow your own power to rise. And as its power rises, fear and and um, yeah, anything associated to that should fade away. Now, if we're halfway through a consultation and we're still sitting in our fear, don't panic. But it would be a great indication that we still need to work on trying to manifest our own soul's being. How do we do that? By relaxing, not making it about us, and, and again, not being results-orientated. So if we set out to do a reading and we're only ever worried about getting it right, getting it right, being marvellous, being well-received, remember, we're not there to prove anything. We're there only to share insight and inspiration. And and so I, I've made that mistake of give me a yes, please. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And really, of course, I want it to be understood and well understood. Of course, we all do. But if we make it all about the yes, then our earth brain stays very central to the proceedings. Yeah. And you see it with other mediums. You see it in ourselves. I'm sure we see it in ourselves. When we hit a barrage of no's, I'm not sure, that's so not working for me, I don't understand that. Our human become very much the surface that we want to apologize for the work. So yeah. how to banish fear is to get into our power which is our own soul's being. And as our power starts to flow, our confidence will build and we no longer are we affected by the pressure of getting it right because it's got nothing to do with us. We're only ever as good as our clients allow us yeah. <laughs> um, to, to be. And, I, and, I, and I, I don't know if this is of any interest, but I'm always reminded of this lovely lady that came from Scotland. She flew down to see me. And prior to me reading for her in my centre, 
she'd explained that she'd saved up and her children had helped her with the airfare and her hotel and the cost of the consultation and how she was so looking forward to it. I thought, my God, I hope it's good because this lady (laughs) has put such store on this reading. And I don't know. Maybe the reading was okay to start with. And no doubt I would have said a few things that were of misinterpretation. That's the way it goes. But rather than her, than her slam me down with a no, she didn't. Her, her negative responses were, um, oh, that's not right, but please try again. And so you couldn't help but be marvellous in the end because <laughs> you felt so, you know, she was so enthusiastic and you felt so supported by your recipient yeah. that she still, you still gave, I gave her the information she needed because she didn't push me down, slam me down, yeah. tell me off, you know, make it a, a, a yes-no game. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we need to educate the people that we try to help, that um, they need to learn to support the, 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 the sensitivity of the worker because we are truly, as a collective, uh, able to be quite, quite, quite marvellous and be literally miracle workers. Yeah. But it's much easier to bring those miracles and those insights to people that we believe want us to work with them. Yes, you know, yes. They, they want us to connect with them and reach out and help them. Yeah, it, it just makes you feel welcomed, right? <laughs> it's easier. Absolutely, yeah. People, this this idea, and this is, I don't know how I'm waffling on here, Colby, you have to forgive me, but um, I, I'm trying to say to clients now, try not to answer me as brutally as yes or no, but just give me a sense of, I understand that absolutely, I kind of understand that that's definitely wrong, or I really don't know it. That's almost right. So they're just a little more expressive than yeah. hearing the yes, no, like bullets from a gun. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's far more open. And I've noticed recently, again, I said um, a little while ago, it's your father's in the spirit. And the poor girl, all she wanted to say to me was, it's not my dad, it's my stepdad. But I didn't allow her the opportunity, you see. Yeah, yeah. So I think she was a bit frustrated because then I was saying, your father's in the spirit world. And then who's this man alive? But don't tell me. I was playing that game. Don't tell me the honest responses. Yeah, and I I said that um I I even kind of started to mention that in some platform as well. You know, platform is a community event, right? It's 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 for the healing of all because not everyone will get a personal individual message, but they're certainly going to gain some hopefully some healing from the experience. So I tell students that too, instead of just yes, no, I don't know. Um, it really is about the, it is about the experience of saying, how do you understand this? Just so it gives that person a chance to talk. It gives that person a chance to share because we all want to know. I say, I say, we all want to know. And yet we do want to know as a community. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong, you know, if you feel you've worked well, you could say to your recipient, um, would you now like to validate some of the information I brought? I mean, scary, very scary, you know, but I'm always amazed because the programs like um, Crossing Over, you know, we hear the reading and that's really interesting, but it's, it doesn't hold a candle to the reveal. That's the thing we're all looking for, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Yes, even us. 
Yes. You know, John might oh. say, it's this, it's this. And they go, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, oh, yeah. And then it's only in the reveal they say, but when he mentioned, you know, the green pen, and they think, wow, he would have missed that. Yeah. The reveal is the important thing. So, yeah, maybe we could, there's a way of introducing um, a little more how does that affect you, what does that mean? Yeah. Or even at the I did a demonstration in Boston or 10 years ago and I did the dem, it was okay. And I thought I came off the dem thinking it was all right. And then I sat down and the lady said, now we're going to go through the audience and ask people to validate your information. <laughs> well, I thought, no, don't do it. I can't bear it. Anyway, so they went to people. She'd written down some keynotes. Well, I tell you what, after the reveal, I thought, Tony, you are amazing. Who knew? <laughs> because it wasn't obvious in there from their responses. But after the moment to consider it, God, the, the, the feedback was brilliant, I have to say. So I think we should be, you know, a, a little more brave yeah. with our information and trust what we've got. If it's been, if it's been given, it's given for a reason. Yeah. But it's so, so much more interesting for the audience that didn't receive a message. They could go home feeling fully, it was fully validated if, if it needed to be so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, you've got a mentoring program coming up for psychic uh, detection. Can you share a little bit about what that mentorship is like? How many students are you going to take? When does it start? How do they get into it? <laughs> oh, bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you for asking me. Well, um, I, yeah, I run a lot of programs, advancing mediumship. That starts again next year, advancing. Um, um, so that's another program. I've got two trance programs running online. But my new one for October 220 is a psychic detection and so that's a program online that i've been asked to do for a long time and i've been putting it off and putting it off because the time wasn't right but it's quite involved you know we, we look at motivation we look at um the, the, the scene we we look at the the um, intention we look at looking through the eyes of the the the, the victim looking through the eyes of the victor if that's applicable um, where we're looking at references and geographical references, and there's there's a real sh a distinct skill set that's not about that's what I feel, dear. That's what I've got. We 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 pull apart a case, working with a team within you know the group assembled, um, and um, brainstorm. We have the first rush of information that we fully note, and then we, we work through that first rush of information, discounting and recounting, and it goes on. Um, but I've worked in detection for over 20 years. I've worked, or well, it is all around the world, with detection too, um, working with you know police forces and uh, individuals, families. And I did some TV on this as well. You see, in yes. the UK, I did a a TV series called Sack, Tony Stock or Sack Detective. And I was also part of uh, a three where we did a thing called um, Sack Private Eyes. And then I did a thing called Legend Detectives where I went to Romania and Germany. So I've done a lot. So people can see if they, they're interested in this subject, you know, what I do if they Google that. <laughs> we love so the Google and the YouTube videos. <laughs> we have a Google. We live for a Google. But, uh, I think detection is really important. Not, and it's not all about, you know, terrible things. Yeah. Because you can use psychic detection. 
I don't know, uh, find long lost families, yeah. you know, to, just yeah. to bring insight, you know, yeah. where there is none, bring closure where, the, where there is none. Yes. Um, but uh, detection is not always for the faint hearted. That's yeah. the truth. We tend to work on cold cases, etc. But I had a quite amazing experience, if you don't mind me sharing. Oh, and I shan't say where it was because it's a little bit dodgy. When I was abroad, I was, <laughs> I was in Europe. And um, I, w- I was asked to look at a case of a missing girl, a young lady rather. And uh, I worked with the police. They came to pick me up and uh, I worked with the police. And uh, um, after a day of going to a home, to say smell her clothes, that's really strange but to feel her clothes against my face, to touch her personal items and go back out again. Um, and I said, this is where she is. And the police said, no, absolutely not. Thank you very much for your services, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that case has never left me, you see. It's always in me. And I often think about this particular case abroad where I look towards the ocean, to this piece of land, and I say, that's where she is. And then um, seemingly by chance, I meet another medium from exactly the same location. And I said, "You, this is my experience. She went white. I went white. As she said, she'd worked on that case as well. Wow. And uh, we were talking about the case and its frustration and who and when and where. And it was some years ago now, maybe 15 years ago. And uh, I said, where did you think she was? And do you know what? It was the strangest thing because we both said exactly, exactly. It's a small place. So if I was to say it's a 20-meter radius or something like that, I mean, exactly the same place. Wow. And and th- th- I, I, I got the most uh, confidence, is the wrong word possibly, but I thought, wow, I've convinced myself for years I was way off the target. Yeah. And, you know, my mind had come in and corrupted. And then she'd come independent, independent years later to detect exactly the same place. Now, whether we're right or wrong, I don't know yet. But it was wonderfully affirming to know that one of us, you know, without without any um, prior knowledge uh, had indicated exactly the same place. So I really think there is something in detection. And when someone's looking for a truth and an answer, we can come in of the of a psychic detective and really bring some some uh, insight. Well, who's um, to say that? Uh, who's to say that it wasn't the the spirit of the girl who sent the medium to you, just almost as a validation or as a thank you? Yeah, I, to, I, I, you know? I think those things happen, and, yeah. and so yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm doing. Year-long course. So, if anyone is interested, um, they could eventually look at my website, which is tonystockwell.com. Yes, but I think because it will sell out quickly, I know because we've got a lot of you. If they were interested, um, if they email Tony Stockwell PA at gmail dot com, so it's Tony Stockwell. Then P for Papa, A for Alpha, PA at um, gmail.com and lady it helps me out uh, enormously we'll be able to assist. great and that's an just so we know it's an online mentorship correct it's 
online yeah a lot, lot of uh, I mean, obviously i do mentoring uh, here in the uk yes um but for people to slap over to me every time we've got a course yes yeah. so, no this is perfect yeah, perfect absolutely and you know if they get reasonable wi-fi but it's it's like you know we have there's a there's, there's a personal element where i just chat to people on their own uh different times and it's just like being in the same room as someone oh yeah so definitely clear. Definitely. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Today, it must be like one in the morning for you too. Sorry. It's kind of like whatever it is. Half past one. That's okay. It's my birthday now. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, look at that. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, but it's a nice time to spend with you. I used to um I used to work at a place called Chili's here. It's a chain store. So I'll sing for you what we used to do for people. Happy, happy birthday on this your special day. Happy, happy birthday. That's all I'm here to say. Hey. Well, I liked it. Where's my food? That's great. Thank <laughs> you, you want your cake. Uh, but, you know, I, I, my I, cake do, too. I do want to uh, thank you. I do. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate your insight, your wisdom, your kindness. And, you know, you do. You just share everything. And that's that's really rare. And I love that you're setting an example for mediums to strive for and to follow. And, and I really do appreciate it. No problem. Right. Thank you very much, Colby. And I wish you well. Have a nice time when you go down under. You go to New Zealand and Australia, you say? I do. I leave tonight. <laughs> so oh, I wow. leave tonight. Yeah. So um, yeah, anyhow. It's going to be fine. I'll sleep. But I do want to thank you. And anybody, listen, go to TonyStockwell.com and follow Tony. Send that email. Get into this psychic detection while you can. And uh, I have to have you on again, Tony. Before, thank you so much, Colby. <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Colby Rebel Show. Be sure to follow Colby on social media at Psychic Rebel. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please head on over to iTunes to leave a review to help Colby grow the tribe. Colby is an international psychic medium, teacher, best-selling author, and speaker. She is a master teacher of the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is the owner of the Colby Rebel Spirit Center in Los Angeles. Visit ColbyRebel.com.